Hi everyone and welcome to the Only One Hotspur podcast. Um, today, myself, Wesley McGrath, um, Joe Stonall, um, we will be doing a Tottenham transfer special. Uh, this one's going to be a cop or drop. So what we're going to do is we are going to look through some players that Spurs have been linked with recently, um, you know, transfer season and, and whatnot. I know the uh, the Premier League is, is starting back next week, but that doesn't stop the uh, the transfer rumours. So we've got a pretty extensive list of players that we are going to go through and discuss. Um, we're going to see if Spurs should sign them or not. So if, if, if they are to be signed, they are a cop. If not, they are a drop. Um, and we are going to go through our reasons as to why that is. So, Joe, great to be back, as I'm sure you are as well. Um, our first player on our list today from our recent transfer rumours is a player who really, if we think about it, we shouldn't be linked with given the club that he plays for. Um, however... <laughs> Jose has very strong links to that particular club. And the player is Kurt Zuma from Chelsea. Um, what are your particular thoughts on this on this uh, transfer rumour? Yeah, well, obviously, hello, everyone, again. Um, yeah, my thoughts on Kurt Zuma, I'm not his biggest fan anyway, personally. I feel, you know, he isn't the most consistent centre-back, I don't think. Obviously, um, he does start most games for Chelsea. Um, but I'm pretty sure, you know, I don't think Chelsea fans are his biggest fan. I think that's a position what Chelsea feel like they need to improve on anyway. So I think if they feel like they need to improve on it, why should we be signing someone who's not good enough for them? Um, you know, he's, he's all right, don't get me wrong. But then plus, also, I can't see Chelsea selling anyone to us. Um, and it doesn't excite me, that signing at all, like one bit. As soon as I saw that name on the list, I was like, well, no, rather not. I'd rather, I'd rather play uh, Tanganga, um, Sanchez, Toby, even Foyf, you know. Um, so for me, Zuma is probably... It's probably a drop, to be completely honest with you. Um, you know, start start off as we strong, mean to go on. Um. Strong, strong start. Um, but no, for me, I yeah. think with with Kurt Zuma, I think he's always been an sort of an interesting centre half. Um, burst onto the scene at, at St Etienne as like a seventeen year old, and um, one player that I always used to sign on Football Manager um, when when breaking <laughs> when he broke through. Um, and you know his stats. You know he'd turn out to be one of the best defenders like on the game. Um, yeah. But for me, I think you were right in the sense that he can be a bit inconsistent. Um, had big injury um, as well, and I think he struggled really to yeah, come back true. from it um, and be sort of a similar a similar player um, that he was sort of pre-injury. I think he's a similar mould to Davinson Sanchez, but I think he's a bit more stockier than, than yeah. Sanchez um, so but I mean listen for me if Kurt Zuma was to turn up at, at Tottenham I wouldn't be um, disappointed at all um, I think you know to balance your argument out the, the guys won the Premier League um, with Chelsea and has worked under Mourinho previously um, 
So that will help. Not only will that help um, Mourinho in having somebody that he knows and that he trusts, but I think it will help the group out because he has experience of winning things. Um, I know he had that nightmare season at Stoke, um, which I think at the time in when he was there, they got relegated. Um, but, you know, he's come back, I think, from that and done and done a done fairly well um as we mentioned a little bit inconsistent but um he doesn't he's not like a top top center back like i think he would have been had it not been for that injury um but i think he's still a decent center half and i think we could do a lot lot worse um in in the market um so like i say for me he'd be he'd be a I, i guess i'm sitting on the fence a little bit um but He's one of those. I if, if if he was available, I'm not saying we should go and get him straight away. But if he does turn up again, like I said, I'm not I'm not too disappointed. So it'd be a bit of a cop um, a cop for me. Um, so we'll have to we may have to let the view the viewers um, decide in, our, <laughs> in the comment section. Um, Kurt Zuma cop or drop, guys? Let us know. Um, so yeah, that's that's Kurt Zuma um, done and. Our next player on our list, and this particular player comes up nearly every transfer window. It wouldn't be transfer season without mentioning this guy and being linked with Tottenham Hotspur. Um, was close to signing for us, reported, if you read the right report, uh, was close to signing for us last season. Um, but one way or another, that deal didn't go through. And it's Felipe Coutinho, um, the Barcelona man, ex-Liverpool and Inter Milan, of course. Um, Joe, Coutinho, what are you thinking on, on this one? I think th- this is a hard one as well, because obviously, as you said, we were close to signing him um, in the summer, last summer. Um, but instead we went for Gio. Um, I think it was either going to be one of them two. I don't, you know, he was never going to sign both of them, I don't think. Um um, and obviously, we have been linked with him quite heavily since since he's been at Barca, um, because obviously he's gone out there for big money, and it just hasn't quite happened for him, has it? Um, obviously, he's an absolute brilliant player. Um, you know, he's he's probably he's lacking on confidence a bit. I think you know it, it didn't really happen for him in Barca for you know. Um, for certain reasons but then obviously he's gone to Bayern Munich this season on on that loan um, obviously they're not wanting to make that permanent um, and obviously that's that's probably why you know because Thomas Muller has been absolutely insane this season to be fair you know getting God knows how many assists you know in all competitions um, so I think you know that, that probably doesn't help his confidence too much either but for me at Tottenham, I think if we if you sign Coutinho, who who is is he going to be a regular starter? You know, because I think that that's that's the sort of position where we are probably quite strong. But one position where we are quite strong, that in the wing, wingers. And obviously you can play on the wing or through a central role. And I think if you sign Coutinho, is Delhi going to be playing? Is you know, Geo, you know, and obviously I, I think Delhi has to be starting. I think um, 
and obviously we both absolutely love Geo as well. Um, <laughs> so it, it is a hard one because I think the signing would be on loan with an option to buy. I think that's that's the rumours again, isn't it? You know, I think it's like a season on loan for fifty million pound buy, um, something around that. And, and I guess I guess that wouldn't be the worst option because if you sign him on loan and he doesn't do that well, you can just say, "I'll oh, see you later." Off we go again. Um, but if we do get him and he, you know he comes in and he does an absolute brilliant job, you you've signed a world class player for fifty million. Um, so it, I am sort of a bit on the fence because obviously it would probably mean Delhi being dropped or Geo being dropped. And I don't really want that. So, but I probably would just say, I probably would just say, yeah, signing. Um, just because of the loan, loan option, I think it's just a bit of a, a trial. If it doesn't work out, see you later. So, yeah, that's, that's my view. What, what about you? What about you? Well, just to pick up on that last point, we're not signing Danny Ceballos on loan from Real Madrid. Um, you know, work experience and all that. Um, for me, I think Felipe Coutinho is a cop all day long. Um, we've seen firsthand on numerous occasions what he can do. Um, if I go back to his time at Inter Milan in the Champions League game at the San Siro, for me, he was the best player on the pitch that night. Um he tore us apart for 45 minutes. He was ridiculous. Um, and he then went to Liverpool and people were telling, people were sort of saying like, because I knew about him obviously from that particular game. Um, used to watch clips of him on, on YouTube and everything like that. And um, people were saying to me like, a few Liverpool fans were going, well, we've bought this guy, but like, who is he? What's he about? And I said, mate, he's class. Like, he's class. Um, went to Liverpool and there's been a few times that he's um, he's run the show when playing against us um, as as well. Um, struck up a really good relationship with, um, with Sterling, Suarez and Sturridge around that time um, as as well. And then you know in the in the Bayern Munich game in the Champions League at, at the stadium um, this season he was again he was phenomenal. Um, Love the. I've always loved the way he plays, Felipe Coutinho. The the way he manipulates the ball, the way he moves, um, the spaces he finds. Um, he's just a really, really clever player. Um, I would put him in a slightly similar mould to Lacelso, but I just think Lacelso can play slightly deeper, whereas Coutinho is very much in that final third part of the pitch. Yeah. Um, so what would would you drop Delhi for him though? That that's the question. I don't think I'd drop Delhi. What I would probably do is have um I would probably have Coutinho coming in off the left and playing as like an inverted winger and then have Son on the other side. Um and and and, and go about it that way because if you have a player like Felipe Coutinho, you find a way to get him in your team one way or another. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I think he's I just think he's a fantastic player and um Every time he he keeps getting linked with with Tottenham, I uh, I do get a little bit excited. Uh, similar to when we constantly were linked with Ishko, um, and again used to constantly get excited about about the prospect of that um, of that transfer happening. But no, I think Coutinho for me is definitely a cop, definitely a cop. Fair enough. 
So, Joe, our next player um, on our list, just having a quick double check who it is, um, a player who we came across um, in last season's Champions League uh, campaign. Um, and actually, for me, when playing against that particular team, did very, very well in those games. It's Matthias Vecino um, from Inter Milan, uh, central midfield player. Um, what are your thoughts on, on this particular one? Yeah, um, well, as I said to you earlier, I, I, I don't know too much about him, I have to be honest. Um, I know, obviously, it's centre mid from Inter Milan, and he is, he's 28 now as well. Um, and, and I just feel, is he like quite a deep play midfielder, or is he quite a bit more attacking? Um, from, from what I've seen of Vecino, um, I'd say he's a little... I think he can do a bit of everything. I just think he's a, you know, you, box you, to box. Sort of. you, well, when you say like a type of, you know, is he a ball winning midfielder? Is he, you know, playmaker? Is he box to box? I think he can do sort of all, you know, goal scoring midfielder. I think he can do a lot of them, um, and 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 whatnot. I, so, so yeah, I think with Vecino, it's. I think it's similar in the. I think I'm going to put him in that Zuma category, whereby if he turns up, great. If he doesn't, it's not the end of the world. Because, you know, I think as as we've sort of worked out at, at Spurs, we've got quite a few midfield players, and it's a struggle to to get <laughs> yeah. them all in. Um, when you know, if you was to pick a a starting eleven, um, you know, it can be it can be quite difficult knowing which ones to, to yeah, fit think- in. Yeah, I think that's a problem for me. Is that I think if he's because the position what we need in midfield is a ball winning midfielder, and if that's not what he specialises in, sort of thing, then for me it's probably a no. Hmm. Um, just because I think we've got so many players in that category, and you know you can do a bit of everything. So if we sign another one, like we we can't have eleven midfielders on the pitch let's you know um so yeah and, and and i think his age does you know realistically is that the age what we look for not really um i'm, so starting, yeah, to, I'm age, starting to think i'm starting to think joe we need a third category of on the bench just for those that we're unsure <laughs> of because um, i think yeah. zuma and uh zuma and Vecino are definitely the uh on the bench where we're not too sure yeah, that's the thing. I don't know too much about Vecino, so um, yeah, I, I can't give the best opinion on that one. I, I have to be honest. Um, I'm not going to pretend that he's, he's like my best mate. He's just out the window or something. Um, so <laughs> um, I don't know why he would just be out the window, but you know, there we go. <laughs> um, but yeah, for, for me, probably drop because I don't know too much about him and it just seems like we've got a lot of players in that category anyway. Yeah, no, I um I think as I mentioned, um probably an on the bench category um is where him and, and Kurt Zuma uh, would probably fit fit best. Um yeah, yeah. but yeah, I don't know again, I don't know a lot about Matthias Vecino, um, but yeah, just going off the bits that I've seen um of him when you know when we played into Milan last season in the in the Champions League and, and, and whatnot. Um yeah. so Joe, moving on then to our, our next player, a player that we as uh, Tottenham fans will be a little bit more familiar with. Um, this player has ex- Premier League experience. 
um, which could be crucial for us. Um, it's Stefan Savic, the former Manchester City um, centre-half, who's now at Atletico Madrid. Um, this is a, I don't know about you, Jay, this one feels a bit of a strange one, given his time at City. Um, you know, what yeah. do you think? It, it, it is a hard one, because I think his time at City wasn't the best, was it, really, I think. Um, but at Atletico Madrid, well, obviously that's one of the best defences in world football, really. Um, so it, it so it is a hard one, I think. You know, he's gone there and he is absolutely solid. Um, for me, this one is probably a, a cop, to be honest, just because I think he's quite solid. I think um, he's been in that sort of... Um, team where it's just a solid defensively and that's something what we need you know someone to help hopefully shore up the defense and everything but on on this one I, I can't see it happening really i just think it's a bit of a random one i think but if it does happen i, I think i would be quite happy with it i have to, I have to be honest i think i think we need um, that someone well i yeah. think the rumors have come about because he has a fairly low release clause I think it's something around 18 million um, release clause, oh, yeah, some, somewhere in and around that figure, which, I mean, in today's current market is, you know, it's a bargain. I think, you know, you don't, you're not taking too much of a risk for, for 18 million like you was um, perhaps a few years ago. Um, but yeah, for me, again, it's a bit of a, a bit of a weird one given how his time at City went, you know, as you mentioned, it wasn't the greatest, um, but I think, you know, fair play to him. He's gone away um, and, you know, is now part of, you know, as you say, one of the strongest defences in, in football um, in Atletico Madrid. But actually, he's done really, really well when playing in there. Um, had to bide his time a little bit when he first got there, but then um, departures have now sort of given him his opportunity. Mm. Um, I think he's at a decent age as well for a centre-half. Um yeah, I think he's around 27, maybe 28. Um, so yeah, decent age, well, yeah. could potentially get a couple of years out of him at most before looking to, to try and move him on. Um, so yeah, I think Savage for me is probably an on the bench kind of um one again. I don't, it's not one of those that I'm getting really really excited about, like potentially a a and a Pumacano turning up or, or one of those kind of centre-halves. Um, but I think if he was to come, obviously he knows the league, which is a big plus. Um, so hopefully it won't take him too long um, to, to adjust to, to adjust, things. Yeah. Um, and having worked under a defensive coach in Simeone, um, it will actually help um, him coming to us and hopefully shoring up our, our back line a little bit more. So, yeah, but... Again, it's one of those. If he turns up, great. If he doesn't, I'm not. I'm not too disappointed, really. Um, with yeah, it's one of them. If we don't get him. Um, this next one, a very, very interesting one. Um, a player that Mourinho knows well. A player that nearly, very nearly signed for us, as the fans of the club that he plays for let us know every time, <laughs> um, every week, pretty much. Um, and it is William or Will I Am to his mates. Um, so, 
obviously contract running down um, at, at, at Chelsea. Um, 33, I believe now. Um, what do you think on, on this particular particular rumour? Right, well, this one, um, I, I, I would say drop straight away just because of what happened, I think. Like, obviously, we, we were pretty much signing him. Um, we brought him over to England and everything, and Chelsea went, oh, you've done all that for us. Now we'll take him off you. you know, um, and I just think, I, I don't think the fans would get on side of him too much. And plus, he's 33. Like, you know, at, at, for 33 for a winger, it's not, it's not exactly what you want. And plus, um, as I've said with like the centre mid, and we've got quite a few wingers now. Um, who I think are good. And I think if you signed William, I think you're only getting a year out of him, maybe. Um, maybe a year and a half. But then I've also seen that William has come out and said that he hasn't spoken to any other clubs um, and that he's wanting a three-year contract at Chelsea. So I think I think that one is unlikely to happen anyway. But I personally wouldn't want him at the club because I just feel, oh, yeah, we, we was the ones who wanted him over here. Um, we brought him over. And then Chelsea have just taken him for his best years and we're just getting him for, for, his, for his, well, goodbye years, pretty much. And I, I personally wouldn't like that. Um, and plus, if you sign him, who are you dropping again? I think I think you've got to look at that. I know you're getting someone who's won, won trophies and, um, stuff like that, but but no, I, I just for me it's a no, just yeah, <laughs> move on. <laughs> um, I think for me it's a it's a drop. Um, I think the William one is always an interesting one because worked with Mourinho, won trophies, everything like that. I just think it's his age that's the that's the, the strange thing about it. Um, mentioned he's 33 so you know his best years are probably gone although he's done really really well for Chelsea this season um but yeah I just I just don't see the logic behind signing William um we've got you know Lamella who who plays out wide we've got Bergvin we've got Lucas we've got Son um so is he going to come in and dislodge any of those probably not because I think he, I know Lamella always has trouble with injury. Um, it's not a season without Eric Lamella having trouble with injury, but <laughs> even he's struggling to get into the team. Um, yeah. Granted, we've had problems with the front line um, this season, but um, with Kane being injured. But yeah, I just don't, I don't particularly see the the logic. And actually, there's probably a couple of younger players within our within our academy setup that perhaps looking to get a chance, you know, having seen Tanganga breaking through this season, um, Church and getting on the bench for a few games. So there might be a young winger in our academy, in our 23s, that is actually chomping at the bit to get his chance. If we sign William, is his pathway then going to be blocked? Um, yeah, exactly. And, you know, we've still got, we've got Bergman, who's still really getting his feet under the table. at, at top. So, you know, once he's fully settled, you know, we could be we could be raring to go in in the winger department. Um, so, but I think if William is to come in, um, 
I think it we'd have to sell or get rid of a winger to to sort of make space for him and and whatnot. So yeah, for me it's a it's a drop um, as as well. Um, so Joe, our next player on our list, um, we always get linked with centre forwards um, as backup. To, to Harry Kane, but this particular one comes with a little bit of an added, an added bonus for us, if you like, given our our strong connections um, to to the club that he's at, which is Leo, and it's Victor Osimhen. Um, talk to me about this guy. What cop drop? What's he bringing if if we sign him? Yeah, I, I think he's he's a very good striker. Um, I think obviously. As you've said, we've got coaches who have come in under Marino who have been at Lille. Um, obviously, all this Campos stuff. Um, if we get him in as well, I think um, that that could help with this signing. But the, obviously, the only problem I think with this signing is he is he won't be a regular starter most likely because um, I can't see Marino playing two up top. Um, realistically. And I think obviously he's quite young still, which which is obviously a good thing. But I think he'll be looking well. I've had a really good season. I want to be pushing to play for top teams as a starter. And I think some strikers will look at Tottenham and go, "Oh, it's a brilliant club and everything, but they've got one of the best strikers in the world. Where am I going to be getting in?" Um, they'll be looking. You now, do they play two up top a lot? No. Sometimes we play with no one up top for crying out loud. So, so um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would obviously cop him. I think, you know, he's quick, um, good finisher. He's exciting, got a bright future. Um, can I see it happening realistically? I think if we get Campos in, potentially. If not, I think that would be a hard one to, to get done, to be perfectly honest. But... Yeah, I would take him. I think... What, um, what's your thoughts? Well, he's a player that I don't know too much about, I'm going to be honest. Um, but I think with the situation in terms of the, the pandemic, everything like that, I think the market is going to look completely different to perhaps how it was before. Um, so I don't think clubs can really expect too much money for, for players. Um, but you know the things I have heard about about this particular player is that you know as you said he's quick um, and, and things like that. So he might just offer something slightly different yeah, to too. the way that we play. Um, Getting behind it's, them. It's so so difficult though when we're being linked with strikers because we've got one of the best in the world, if not the best in the world, um, who actually is an all-round centre forward, an all-round striker as well. So he's not just one type yeah, exactly. of, of striker, which I think, again, makes it hard for anybody else coming in because you have to be an all-round as well. Um, unless unless we have a plan B like we had with um, with Lorente. Yeah. But if that's going to happen, then we have to play to his strengths. And I did feel a little bit for Lorente when he was at Tottenham because we never played to his strengths um, and, and things like that. So... Yeah, um, like I said, I don't know too much about him, so he's going to go on the bench for me. Um, so, yeah, but for you, he's a cop, so 
you know, it will be yeah. a, a case of, but I think as well, the point that you made about if uh, Luis Campos um, comes in, um, then we may get a little bit of a, of a thing regarding the deal. Um, so, yeah, I think like you say, if Campos comes in, it's probably more likely to happen. Um, whereas if he doesn't come in again, I'm a, I'm a bit with you. I don't particularly see it see it happening um but you know from what i've from what i've read and from what i've seen stats wise is uh his goal record is very very good in in league on uh this season um so joe our next player on our list um is one whose name is being heavily linked with not only tottenham but the other side of of north london um and that is ryan fraser now ryan fraser is one of a few players at Bournemouth who are either in their last year of their contract or in the last moments now of their of their contract. Um, and this particular rumour has divided an opinion a divided opinion a lot. Um, so what are you what are you thinking then regarding Ryan Fraser? Well obviously we we've actually spoken about this one quite a lot. Um, because for me I, he's a drop just because, um, well, obviously last, last season he was, he was really good in the league. Um, absolutely brilliant to be fair to him. This season, what's he done? Not much. Um, and also if we sign him, he doesn't count as a homegrown player. And for me, I think that is a big thing. Um, if he was a homegrown player, I think I would have taken him um, and used him as like a squad player sort of thing because obviously as we as we know Lamella picks up a lot of injuries and he would have been a good person to come in when them injuries happen as let's face it most likely will um, you know so I, I would have taken him on that that part however he doesn't count as homegrown because um, I looked it up because um, I remember we were having this discussion before um, and I've looked at one of the old team sheets what Bournemouth selected and it comes up with whether they're homegrown or not. He wasn't. And I was like, mm. that, that was a big thing for me. Um, and also, does he really make the difference in the squad if, if we sign him? Is he going to you know, blow it all away? Um, I have seen a few things lately saying that he's not even going to sign the short extension to finish the season at Bournemouth that when it hits the 1st of July he's gone and that he can sign for a new team Um, because I think he really wants to push for a move to one of us or Woolwich and so I think the problem is I can see it happening I can see this one happening and it for me I just think it's a waste of a non-homegrown player spot because um, as we know, that can be a problem when it comes to the Champions League squads being put in, Premier League squads putting in, who's going to miss out. So yeah, for me, it's a drop. But I know what he can do, like based on last season, he can be a very good player, but he's only done it really one season, I feel. That's lit up. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, Ryan Fraser is... Um, comes under the category of underwhelming. Um, yeah, that's it. So, 
granted, as you said, last season he was electric for Bournemouth, um, struck up a really good relationship with Callum Wilson um, and everything else. Um, but, yeah, is he any different to what we've got at the minute? Probably not. Um, would he be a decent squad player? But that would probably be it at Tottenham. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, as, as I think, as we mentioned earlier with, with William, um you know, if there is a, a young winger in, in our in our academy setup that is, you know, doing really, really well and sees that there's a pathway into a first team, um, is that pathway going to be blocked by Ryan Fraser coming in? More than likely. But one thing I will pro- probably say with Ryan Fraser is that he's at a very good age, mid-20s. Yeah. Um, so we've still got a little bit of the good, you know, you say you mentioned good years and, and, and whatnot. We've still got those left um, with with Ryan Fraser. Um, I think versatility you can play either side, um, left and right, um, predominantly right sided though. And I think that could be a potential spot whereby we could look to maybe strengthen. Um, but yeah, I think underwhelming comes, it, it's one of those underwhelming ones. So. Yeah, for me it's a it's a drop as well because I don't see I don't see him taking us to that next level. I don't see him being better than what we've got at the minute. So yeah, for me it's a bit of a it's a bit of a drop. Um it's a drop as well. I think that's our first one. Is that the first one we've agreed on? <laughs> or was agreed. it or was it or was it <laughs> William? Yeah, it's one of the first ones we've both yeah. agreed on. So that's uh that's a good sign for things going going forward. <laughs> Um, the next player on the list, um, I know you are a massive, massive fan of this particular player and one that you have been championing for us to sign, and it is Pierre-Emile Hoybert from Southampton. Um, so tell us why then, Joe, that you are, you know, you are Robbie Keane for us to, well, to sign him. Yeah, I, I, I just think he ticks all the boxes of what we need in that midfield. Um he, if we, you know, he is a ball-winning midfielder. He can get forward as well. He has scored some absolute banging goals for Southampton as well, by the way. Um, he's a natural leader. Um, he's still at a very good age. He's played for Bayern Munich. You know, if you play for Bayern Munich, you're not exactly bad, are you? Um, so, you know, and he is... Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a massive fan of him, to be honest. Like, I just think if we sign him, he'll free up the other midfield midfield players to go and express themselves. And um, and in some ways, like it, it might sound like I'm not being very nice about him, but in fact, I'm, I'm putting it as a compliment, okay? Um, well, it's not like he's going to probably be listening to this anyways, but... Um, <laughs> you never know. You never know. You never know. Yeah, um, I think, you know, it's a bit like um, the Wilson Palacios. Remember when we signed him? Like, he was just that person to win the ball, give it to the other midfielders and let them do um, their magic. I just think a bit like that. Just get him in, get him to win the ball, move it on. But he's better than Wilson Palacios because he can also do some bits of magic and, and everything like that. And I think... He is a natural leader, and we don't have enough leaders in this squad. Um, if you look at him at Southampton, he's always shouting around and um, 
you know, leading the team, like good communication, gets in other players' faces, which I absolutely love. Um, I could just imagine him in a North London derby, just crunching everyone left, right and centre and then getting them up, calling them this and that. Um, I just think, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I know for a lot of people it probably wouldn't excite them, um, this signing. They'll think, oh, that's okay, I guess. But for me, I'm actually a bit excited about it. As you probably can tell, I'm like moving about on my seat. I'm, you know, and that's, at, at first I wasn't like this, I have to admit, but once I've thought about it a bit more, this is what we need in the team. Like, this is literally what we need. So, go and sign him, please. And plus, I think I've seen like um, a lot this week, especially, it's going to be 35 million. Um, Southampton are willing to let him go because he's coming up to his final year in his contract as well. Let's face it, if Southampton won 35 million, Daniel Levy's opening offer will probably be 3.5 million. Um, <laughs> He's getting but, thrown in. He's getting thrown in. We all remember the Grealish one of 3 oh, million yeah. plus Josh Arnold. Um, pro- probably be like uh, Alfie Whiteman or something like that, knowing Daniel Levy. But, <laughs> <laughs> or Michelle Vaughan, even though he's on his way out. Um, but but no, nah, all, all seriousness, I think a realistic offer for Hoiberg, which I can see happening, is probably around 20 million plus Walker Peters. I think that would be a good deal for all involved because Walker Peters doesn't seem to be getting the trust within the coaches at Tottenham for some reason. Obviously, that's something that we might not understand fully because we think he hasn't done that bad when he has played. Um, but, but to further his career, go and play first-team football at Southampton and have more chance of that and for us to sign a player who we desperately need and for probably a good price I think um, considering his age yeah um, I don't know if it's me but I think that Pierre-Emil Hoiberg is a slightly different type of player to the one that everybody thinks that we're getting in a similar way that everybody thought we were getting a certain type of player when we bought Tongi and Dombele from Leon, and for me, he's a completely different type of midfield player to the one that everybody thought we were going to get. Um, I think Hoiberg is a bit more of a box-to-box type of midfield player. Um, all right, yeah, he can tackle and, and and everything like that, but I think that's just like a minimum requirement for a central midfield player to be able to <laughs> tackle, um, unless you're Paul Scholes or, or one of those kind of players that you know can't tackle. Um, but yeah, I I think for me, this one again with with Ryan Fraser comes in the underwhelming kind of category. Um, yeah, I don't, I actually spoke to a Southampton fan on Hoiber and he turned around to me and said that in his, in his opinion, he feels that Hoiberg isn't good enough to play for any club in the top six, um, which I thought was quite an interesting one. Um, so, but yeah, like I say, I, I, think he's a completely different type of midfield player to the one we bought um, but it could end up working out because of his age I think age is a big factor with this one um, it's a little bit so obviously when we bought Victor Wanyama I don't think many people were buzzing about signing Victor Wanyama um, but I think the added thing with Wanyama was that he'd worked under Pochettino before we got him for pennies 
pretty much um, and was absolutely fantastic in, in his first season that he was with us. Um, obviously, injuries um, meant that he didn't really play much after that. But, um, yeah, I think with Hoiberg, it's... I always think... I always look at Southampton and think, like, they need somebody sort of next to him. Um, that's, that's because he's a... No, go on. Yeah, yeah if, if you look at that Southampton team, like, just look at who he's playing with, for crying out loud. It's not exactly the best team, like, especially defensively. Like, they lost, what was it, 9-0 at home, like, in one game. I think, obviously, they have got better since that, fair play to them. But I think if we sign him, obviously, the players around him, all due respect, are at a higher standard. And I think that will help him. I, yeah, um, and as I said, for me, get get that one done. But obviously, you're being being difficult about it. So if we do sign, I'm not being difficult about it at all. No, I'm just I'm not being difficult. I'm just giving my uh, <laughs> giving my uh, giving my thoughts and opinion for for what it's worth. I don't I don't kind of see where I don't is he any different to like when Eric Dyer plays in the holding midfield role? Like is Hoiber any? I don't. For me, I don't see too much difference um, but in there, I, but yeah. Hoiberg can actually turn, to be fair to him, while Eric Dyer can't when he's <laughs> in the midfield. So, um, so yeah, no, for me, he's uh, he's an on-the-bench, um, but for you, he's a, a cop. So, guys, yeah. comment comment below. Um, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you comment and uh, and tell us what you think uh, about Pierre Emil Hoiberg. Do you agree with Joe, or are you like me, or are you like me that's a little bit you know underwhelming? Um, so, Joe, our next player on our list um, is a player who is featured in World Cups, uh, a runner-up in the most recent World Cup. Um, we know of his ability as well having played against him his teams last season and, and this season in the Champions League um, has been linked with the move to the Premier League before but not with Tottenham um, and it's Ivan Perisic um, again another winger um, <laughs> like what what are you what are your thoughts on on Ivan Perisic potentially coming in and, and that rumour it, it is a hard one um because he is a very, very talented player. Like I watched, a, I watched a little bit of the game last night. Um, what he scored in a very good header, um, good run into the box, good header. Um, but my my big problem with him, well, a couple of problems, is one I don't think we'll get him cheap at all. I think Inter Milan will be asking for quite a hefty sum, even during this pandemic. Um, I feel. And also his age, he's not exactly the youngest, is he? No. Um, so, yeah, I just think, and, oh, and and one other thing, it's another winger. Like, it, like I, I think I've said this to you before, like, I think, oh, yeah, we need full-backs, we need um, a holder midfielder, but we'll end up going to sign in three wingers or something, knowing us. And, <laughs> And let's face it, at the minute, it is looking like that way with this list. I think every other player is a winger. Um, <laughs> so I, I can't see this one happening, to be perfectly honest with you. I just think there's too many things what don't suit us. I think the sum 
Daniel Levy's not going to go and pay above 30 million or whatever for an Asian winger. Um, no matter what his ability is, I think obviously Mourinho is a big fan of him because he was linked with him when he, he was at United. Yeah. Um, that was when the Perisic rumours were really at a high um, mm-hmm. for United. He is a very talented player, um, but I think his best years are sort of have sort of happened. He might have one more very good year, but then, yes, for me, I can't see it happening. If it did happen, I'd probably be all right with it, but I personally would prefer us going signing other positions. So. I would say slightly bench, but more towards the drop. Okay. No, I think um, with you, it seems like he's, he's more, like you say, towards the drop um, side of it. I yeah. think for me, I'm in a similar position to you. Um, however, if we could get him on loan, I think that would probably work out as a better deal for us as opposed to buying him outright. Um yeah. So I think, as you say, the Inter Milan will probably ask for quite a bit of money for him. Um, his wages might be an issue as well, um, because as we know, we've got a very sort of tight wage structure um, at the minute. Um, but yeah, and no, I think a loan could be a bit of a cheeky little uh, cheeky little signing. Um, but I think if we were to buy him, it would be a drop. Um, I think he's in and around his 30s now, so yeah. probably got a year or two left. Um, and you know he actually came on um, and did very well in the in the game for Bayern against us this season at, at the stadium, um, and and whatnot. Um, and yeah, I think you know he's got a lot of pace about him, which Mourinho seems to love in in the wider areas. He loves pace. Um, you know, if we look at the majority of the time when we've been at relative full strength, because I don't think Mourinho's had that luxury of having a full strength squad. Um, since he since he walked in the door, um, Son and Lucas have been playing out wide, and and we know the pace that that those two possess. Um, but yeah, no, for me, Ivan Perisic is probably again towards the the drop um, the drop aspect of of things. Um, so Joe, then our next player um, has had actually a fair few clubs, considering he's not that old. Um, Polish striker. Um, it's not Robert Lewandowski, unfortunately, um, but it's the man who's probably going to take over his mantle on an international stage anyway, and it's Adrias Milik uh, at Napoli. Uh, I think this is an interesting one because Napoli very, very recently have said that they are fairly open, um, from what I've read anyway, they are fairly open to perhaps letting him go. Um, but what do you think about, about this potential potential player coming in? I think uh, it probably would be an alright signing, to be honest. Um, I think because he is quite a tall striker, isn't he? From what what I'm thinking, um, so I think maybe slightly different to Kane. Um, I think obviously he gets goals, um, but yet again we're going to. I, I don't think he would be a striker who. Mourinho would be pushing to play up front with Kane. I think it would be more of a backup signing. I think it would take a very, very, very good striker to get Mourinho to go, right, you two are playing up top. And I don't think he quite fills into that category. 
I think he would be a bit more of um, a backup. Um, I know I know there's one person on this list who I think Mourinho could potentially play two up top with, and obviously we'll get to that person later. Um, but for me, it's one of them, I think. You know, probably on the bench again. Thank goodness for this five sub rule now. And <laughs> <laughs> um, it, yeah, probably a bit on the bench. Like, if he's happy to come and be a backup sort of thing and play if Kane gets an injury or um, cup games or if Mourinho does want to switch up and potentially go to up top a few games, which I can't see happening too much, um, then yeah, I would I wouldn't mind him. But I can't see it myself. I can't see him with us. So what, what about you? What, what's your feelings? Adrias Milik is a cop all day, every day, case closed. Um, his goal record is very, very good, no matter where he's been, um, has scored goals. Um, I think would give us a different way of playing. Um, more of a target man-based striker than, than what Kane is. I know that when um, Kane was playing under Mourinho before his injury, I think Kane was started to become more of a target man and you know really started to pin defenders and, and you know hold the ball up a little bit more often than um, the way that we were playing under Pochettino. Um, and I, I just think Milik suits the style that Mourinho is that was trying to implement anyway before before lockdown and things like that. Um, the only thing is, would he be happy sort of competing with Kane? I don't think it's a backup to Kane when you speak about a player of this ilk. I think it's more competition. Um, you know, is he happy to be com- competing with with Kane for that number one, that number one centre forward role? Potentially, I think, um, although at Napoli it's not quite, gone to plan I think they've mainly used Mertens and Insignia up top um, who are two sort of smaller nippy forwards Um, but no I really like Adrias Milik um, and yeah I think I think we should go and get him if the if the if it all fits Um, for me he's a cop all day every day Um, and yeah I really really like him good age as well so I think he's just slightly younger than, than Harry Kane. Not too much younger, but slightly younger. But no, for me, cop, 100%. 100%. Um, and our next player is on the list is a bit of a wonder kid. Um, you'll be pleased to know this one's a fullback. Um, so in a position that we, that we probably do need to strengthen in. Um, burst onto the scene this season for his club. Um, and has been linked with moves to some big big hitters around around Europe. Um, and that player is Serginio Dest from from Ajax, uh, young 20, 20 year old. I believe he's a USA um, international. Yeah. He did have a, he did have a few choices to pick USA, Holland, um, and there might be another one in there as well. Um, but Joe, t- talk to me about then Serginio Dest cop or drop or on the bench for you. I think. It probably would be a cop. I think there's a couple other fullbacks who I would rather sign, um, just because of like Premier League experience and also I do love an English signing. Um, you know, I think 
you know, yeah, he, he is a very good player. Um, he's obviously got contact, you know, he's got a lot of potential there. Um, yeah, I think it, it obviously if we can't potentially get a few others, then yes, I think. However, he wouldn't be my first choice, if that makes sense. It is the person, obviously, you probably know who I'm talking about. Is the other person on this list, actually? I'm not um, sure if I actually saw his name. If he isn't, I don't know how he isn't, by the way. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> um, I think we're both speaking about Max Ahrens, who, yeah, exactly. um, for both of us, is a cop. I think for any Spurs fan, he's a cop, pretty much. Um, yeah. But no, Max Ahrens is not on our list. Um, but we can perhaps How on speak earth about is he not on the list? I do not know. I do. Not, I guess <laughs> this one is fairly. It must be a fairly recent, um, a recent list. Um, but yeah, I think for me, Serginio Dest would be a great signing. Um, modern day fullback, um, and you know what you get by and large when you sign somebody from Ajax. Um, yeah, you know, you know, well. yeah, you know, they've been taught how to play in the right way um, and, and things like that. I think he'd be a great addition to a still very young, but I think he'd make that right back slot his own. Um, and I think if you're buying somebody of that quality, um, you are bringing them in to, to start. Um, but then saying that, if we get Max Aaron's, I mean, what competition that would be. You have two, two right backs at the age of, you know, 20 years of age, at the age of 20 that are competing for for the same spot. They are two fantastic and quality right yeah. backs that we have lacked um, in terms of quality and depth in our squad for, for a while. Um, I think probably the last time, I don't even really recall the last time we had two decent right backs um, <laughs> uh, in the same, in the same uh, team. So, yeah, no, for me, both Serginio Dest and Max Ahrens um, are cops all day, every day, and twice again on Sundays. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's my thoughts. <laughs> that's my thoughts um, on, on those. Yeah, I think, obviously, I, I would, if we could only sign one of them, for me, it would be Max Ahrens. Um, obviously, he's got that Premier League experience, which I think does go a long way. Um, if we sign both of them, Oh my days, happy days. Uh, um, however, I, realistically, I can't see that. Um, but let's face it, we need a right back desperately. Um, um, I, if we don't sign either of those, I'd probably be happy if we went and signed Angle Rangel or something like, like just anyone. Um, yeah. Um, as, as, as you know, I think that is a position what we need to sign and a position what I um, have nightmares about. Um, on a regular basis. At, in our current team. Um, <laughs> on a regular yeah, basis. Nightmares, yeah. <laughs> nightmares in the day while I'm awake. You know, just, just thinking back to that Bayern Munich game. But anyway, I won't get into that or else I'll start crying again. Um, but yeah, both of them are cops for me, for certain. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. Um be interesting to get your thoughts on this next one another fullback um who's at the italian champions um and that is mattia de Silio, um uh, who's at juventus i would probably say he's more of a wing back as opposed yeah. to a fullback um you know plays for italy um 
You know, they usually usually or have played three at the back for for a while, um, and was quite a key player for for Antonio Conte when he was uh, in charge of Italy and. And even when Juventus went, played three at the back, I think, again, that was under Conte. Um, but he excelled really, really well playing as a wing-back as opposed to a full-back. But, um, yeah, Matteo De Silio, cop, drop? I think he isn't um, like a regular starter for Juventus, I don't think, at the minute, if I'm correct in saying that. I think, obviously, Guardo is preferred in that position. I think he's been playing there a lot lately, hasn't he? If I'm correct, obviously, I don't watch loads of Juventus, I have to admit. Um, but, as I said, if, if that's someone, if we can't get Matt Sands or Dest, just sign any right back. Um, so, um, for me, if we can't sign the other two, then yeah, it would be a cop, probably. Uh, <laughs> but he would is not nowhere near my first choice. Um, for that position, so um, yeah, that's, that's my thoughts on that one. So he's like, on the bench. He's on the bench one for you then. Well, yeah, I guess yeah, he's on the bench if we um, regard because of the other two. But if the other two don't go ahead, he's a cop all the way. <laughs> um, just because of yeah. Um, what what about you? Um, yeah, I think underwhelming signing. For me, yeah, I think I he's a drop. He's a drop for me. Um, I think we are probably better exploring other avenues. Um, I guess the 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 only thing with De Celio is that he's been able to play off both um, both sides. Um, but I would much rather just have. I'd much rather just if we need a right back, go and buy an actual right back. If we need a left back, go buy an actual <laughs> left back. Not have somebody that can sort of cover two. Yeah. Um, so yeah, De Celio for me is a drop. Um, yeah, I, I, and I can't see that particular one happening no, um, either. Um, but yeah, no, Celio, drop, 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 drop. But yeah, um, <laughs> drop it like it's hot. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, but anyway, moving on. Um, it's actually a teammate of uh, Matthias Celio who's next up on our list. Um, must admit, I've not seen too many rumours about this particular player, but. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see how we get on anyway. It's Alexandro, the Brazilian uh, left back, left wing back. Um, thoughts? Um, I, I'm I'm with you on this one. I have, I don't think I've actually seen one rumor about about him. Uh, um, obviously, if it did happen, I think he's a very good full back wing back. So he probably would be a cop. However, that one will not happen. <laughs> Um, so I don't really see the point of us talking too much on that one because it's not going to happen why on earth are they going to sell him for one and I have not seen anything regarding this apart from on this one list so he would be a cop but it's not going to happen so it's a drop Um, I (laughs) am going to say it's a drop Um. Similar reasons to you, it's probably not going to happen. I think as well, he's in a similar mould to Ryan Sessignon in the sense that he can play pretty much anywhere along that left side. Um, yeah. Can play as a, a full-back, wing-back and as a winger. Um, probably starts off as a full-back and ends up as a winger because Alexandro is Brazilian. And as we know, Brazilian full-backs tend to be wingers. Um, 
so yeah no for me alexandro it's a it's a it's a drop um yeah don't know where this rumor's come about either um it must have been a slow news day or something um in the office in one of the offices <laughs> um, regarding this one um yeah. but yeah no it's a drop because i think you know as you said it's probably not gonna happen um so yeah it's probably brush over brush over on that one um but our next player, we are staying in Italy for our next player, um, a player that was heavily linked with Tottenham um, under Pochettino um, and, and things like that, has been likened a little bit to Eric Lamella in terms of style and the way that he plays um, and has also been um, hailed as a future wonder kid for for Italy, his, his national team, and that is Nicolo Zaniolo. Um, what do you make then of, of this particular one? I think this is another one what I personally can't see happening. Um, I think... He, am I correct in saying that he's just coming off of, off of the back of a big injury as well? I'm not what? 100% sure on that myself. Um, but... I, yeah. I think... I know... Yeah. Um, I, might, I might be incorrect on that. I think... I just remember... I'm pretty sure it was a Roma player being seriously injured, and I thought it was him. Um, but it might have been Fazio trying to turn after a, a centre forward was in on goal. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah probably. Um, no, nah, I think yeah, obviously he's got a lot of potential. This this guy. Um, obviously, if we signed him, I, I would be happy. Would he get into the starting team straight away? That, that, that's the question what you've got to ask as well I'm not sure um, I, I can't see it happening anyway to be perfectly honest with you I think that's another one where slow news day oh let's chuck this player let's see what team he's going to be linked with today oh Tottenham um, so yeah probably a drop just because I can't see it happening that, that's the main reason and plus realistically I don't think he would get into the first team straight away I have to be honest um, yeah what about you Top. Um, this guy <laughs> has got serious ability like serious um, can play he's a bit similar to Lacelso in the fact that he can play as a 10 and can play slightly deeper as a, as a central midfield player um, can knit things together um, I think he's everybody's going on about Kai Havertz at the minute um, over in the Bundesliga, but I think this guy is very similar to him um, and whatnot. Um, he's been heavily linked with us before for around 30 million, and people were going, Oh my god, 30 million! Um, but yeah, I think he's got just unbelievable ability. Um, and I think you know, you mentioned that would he get into the team? Probably not. I think if you get a player like Zaniolo in your team you find a way to to fit him in somehow because he's just he's a fantastic fantastic player still very young um i think the italian midfield is probably going to be based around him and tonali um who's at brescia um so yeah no for me nicolo zaniolo is is a cop um signed him a few times on football manager and he usually does the business um as, as well which always which always helps your decision making when speaking about a player um so yeah no for me Zaniolo is a is a cop for sure fair enough 
Fair enough. You happy? You happy with that one? Yeah, no, I, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. I, I'm not. I don't know too much about him. I have to admit, like, obviously, yeah, I know he's well. Um, obviously, people see that he's got big potential and everything, but I'm not. I don't watch many Roma games, um, like, so I, I don't feel like I can give the best opinion on that. But, but yeah, I just think it's a position what we've got a lot of. That's my reasons behind it. Um, and plus, I don't think it will happen. So, no, yeah. that's all right. That's all right. Um, <laughs> our next uh, player moving back uh, to the fullback areas, um, and is a player we've been heavily heavily linked with. Um, has won numerous trophies uh, over in France, uh, Belgian international. Can play as a wing back or as a fullback, and that is Thomas Munier. Um, what do you think on on this one? Um, my answer to this one is yes, please. Um, I think because I'm, I'm believing in saying that we could probably get him on a free as well, couldn't we? He's, yeah, he's, uh, his contract is running out at, at PSG. Exactly. So I I can't see a bad thing of this deal. Like, if, say, if we signed him and Max Aarons, for example, oh my goodness, what a transformation in that right back spot. Um, I think. I'd, I'd be, I'd be running around the street going absolutely mental. Like, oh my god, look at this! What a transformation! Oh right, and they'd be like, oh, I right, can't down. Um, but for free, I think you can't go wrong. Like, he probably will want fairly big wages. Let's face it, because coming from PSG, he's not exactly going to be on pennies. Um, I think, I, I think that that, but you're not having to. Pay pay a transfer fee for him so that evens itself out obviously he's Belgian we're well known for signing uh, players of that nationality uh, hopefully Toby gives him a call goes ah, come on come and join us I've had enough of playing next to this absolute idiot um, so let, let's get you in and shore up this defence and, and yeah I, I yeah there's a massive massive cop um, just getting in on a free, can't go wrong. There isn't anything to do with this deal where I can see any reason why anyone would go, oh, that's a drop, BA. Um, he's won trophies, solid. Um, and I'd, I would like to sign a young fullback in as well, like Max Aarons, um, and get the other one out of the door. Uh, um, that's, my, uh, that's my feelings. On, on that, <laughs> um, I guess for me, Thomas Munier, 29 years of age, a couple of years could be a good deal. Um, free transfer, um, so I don't think there's too much risk involved. Um, so yeah, it's probably a cop. Um, don't get me wrong, I'd love us to get Dest and or Aaron's. Um, in as well um but then we, i don't want to be overstacked in the right back department um so, I, don't. So, yeah, I don't think um, that's gonna happen <laughs> well you never know you never know but yeah i think if if we can get thomas munier then i think that'll be a good one experience quite tall as well for a fullback yeah, he is. um i think that is potentially something that we've missed since we sold Carl walker actually in that in that part of the pitch because Trippier wasn't the biggest and neither was Aurier. 
Um, <laughs> so, but I think, you know, with Walker's height, it was actually, a, you know, you could defend set pieces a little bit because um, you've got that extra player with a bit of bit of a presence in the box. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that Munier is going to be attacking every single one, but, you know, if you come up against a team that's got quite a tall, um, a tall set up, um, yeah. Then that you know, I think that always helps that you've got a bit, a bit, um, a bit of uh, height, especially in your, in your back line. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a cop. Um, but again, I'd like to see us pursue other avenues if possible. But again, if he turns up, I'm not. It's probably an on the bench, but leaning more towards the cop. Um, yeah. On the bench, for but free leaning tra- more for free transfer. For free transfer, I think, especially during this pandemic as well like I think it's just like you cannot go wrong like realistically we're not going to sign Best and Aaron's yeah I think it's going to be one of them and I think if you sign one of them I think you do need a bit more of an experienced player to help him out um someone who's and I wouldn't want that player to be Aurea um so yeah I, Oh, I'm a massive cop for this one, and I don't get how you're sitting on the bench on this one. I think just you—you you just want to be a bench warmer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'd like I said, I'd rather us try and pursue other avenues if possible. But um, yeah, because I think we need we need a you know some fresh blood in the squad. But I think it needs to be an inject an inject um, some youthfulness um, into the squad rather than um, you know players that have. Um, you know that are that are sort of twenty nine to thirty two that age bracket. Um, I think we've our last few signings have been quite young, so it might be all right to balance out with a more experienced signing um, like Munier. Yeah, he's on a free, so yeah, like I said earlier, there's probably not too much risk involved. Um, wages might be a stumbling block because um, he might want a bit, or his agent will probably command a little bit more money given the fact there's no transfer fee to pay. Um, but yeah, I think so far, um, from what I've seen and from what I've read, um, this one could be a goer. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm happy to. If he turns up, I'm happy um, because he's he's got the experience of winning things and playing in big games as well, um, which is which is something that we definitely need. Um, moving on from Thomas Munier to a centre back that's being courted by literally everybody, um, and that is Kalidou Koulibaly from Napoli. Um, 28 years of age, I believe. Um, so, what are your what are your thoughts on on Koulibaly potentially coming in? Well, obviously that would be a cop. Like he's a very good centre back, but that I can't see us signing him. To be honest with you, I just think Napoli will be asking for an absolute crazy fee. Um, what I don't think many teams will be able to pay at the minute, let alone us. Um, I, I think they'll be demanding more than 50 million, to be honest with you. And I cannot see us going and signing a centre back for over 50 million. I think, obviously, yeah, it's a position what we might look to strengthen. However, I think we've got a few players in there who can actually do it. Like Sanchez. It doesn't fill me with the most confidence at times. Obviously, at times he's absolutely world-class. Other times he looks like a 17-year-old just making his Premier League debut. Like he looks a bit nervous and 
and shaky, but obviously there is a very good centre back in there. Um, we've got Tanganga, um, who we both absolutely love, um, and then we've got Foyth as well, who most likely is going to leave, but I think obviously he's a very good centre back, plays a completely different style of play as well of a, of a centre back. Obviously, if we did sign Koulibaly, I'd, I'd, I'd be ha- very happy. Um, but that's not going to happen, so there's no point in me getting my hopes up. So, do you know what I mean? I think I think that's fair fair to say. It's, it's like us going, oh, yeah, oh, oh, we've had a rumour, oh, link with Messi, oh, yeah. No, like, you know, it, that's, that's, that, one, that one is not going to happen, end of. Um, yeah. <laughs> what, what, what's your feelings? Um, yeah, it's probably not going to happen, is it? Uh, <laughs> let's be honest. Um, it was a nice dream, I think, while it while it lasted. Um, but yeah, I think obviously Kula Bali regarded one of the top centre backs in world football. Um, would add something to our backline, um, no end. But yeah, it's just not going to happen. So there's no point um, trying to <laughs> trying to even speak about it. For, yeah, it's not going to happen. Um, as you said, Napoli are going to want an absolute fortune. Um, no one's going to pay it. He's 28, so I think if he is to move, he's probably got one last move in him. If it doesn't happen now, is it going to happen? I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think it's just a uh, move on, really. It was a nice dream, I yeah. last. Um, <laughs> yeah, so our next player, we're going from Italy to Spain. Um, a young Spanish fullback who has been out on loan, um, I believe, to Sevilla. Um, someone can can uh, prove me wrong on that if they want to. That's absolutely fine because I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, but like I say, young Spanish uh, left back, and that is Sergio Regulon, um, who is of Real Madrid. Um, like I say, he's been out on loan uh, this season. Um, what do you think on on Regulon? I'm a I'm a big fan. But I want to see what what you think. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah. I don't know loads about him. I have to be honest. Obviously, I know a bit about him. I know he's had a very good season at Sevilla, um, out on loan. And yeah, it probably would be a cop. Um, obviously, fullbacks is a position we need to 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 work on. And if we could get him, brilliant. However. I can't see it happening necessarily. I don't think Real Madrid would sell him this season because he's had a good spell and I think they would want to see if he can fit into their system first. I think I don't think that would be a sign of what would happen this summer. It might be one what could potentially happen in the future if it doesn't work out for him actually playing for Real Madrid. But I don't see the point of sending him out on land for him to have a brilliant loan spell to then go, oh, we're not going to give him a chance in our team. Um, so, yeah, that, that's my thoughts on it. Obviously, I would I would like it. Uh, um, but I can't see that one happening either, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, as I said, I'm a big fan of, of his. Um, I like him a lot. Again, modern-day fullback. Um, I think with this one, it's an interesting one because Marcelo is 32-33 now, um, sort of coming, you know, twilight years of his career. Um, Real Madrid did actually buy Fernand Mendy from Lyon last summer, who's been touted to 
feel the void of, of Marcelo. Um, so there, I think there could potentially be something there. Whether we get him in on loan, um, I think would be a shrewd bit of business. Um, it's an area that we need to strengthen in because I believe Danny Rose is out the door. Um, so that leaves yeah. Ben Davis, and I know Sessignon can play there, but I wouldn't say that's his most comfortable, most natural position at this stage. Um, so I think we could do with a little bit of cover. I know uh, Mourinho's a big fan of Dennis Churchin at the minute. Um, but yeah, I think it would be a cop if possible, but I, it's a strange one. I don't kind of see this happening. Um, so it's probably having to go in a drop because um, I don't see it happening because of Churchin um, and you know, the fact Mourinho does like him. Um, but yeah, if he was to, if he was to come, I'd, I'd be, uh, I'd be more than happy to, to see him coming through the door at, at Tottenham for sure. Yeah. I like him a lot. Um, well, could potentially be, uh, Spain's number one left back, um, in the, in the future as well, in my opinion. Um, yeah, staying in Spain, uh, I'm going to put these next two together because they play for the same team. Um, they are two, world-class central midfield players who go together a little bit like Xavi and Iniesta. Um, that is Ivan Rakitic and Artemelo, both of Barcelona. Um, we've seen firsthand what these guys do and what they are about. And I cannot believe that we are even being linked with them, to be honest with you. Um <laughs> They're, they're a cop for me all day, every day, twice again on Sundays. Um, even, Ivan Rakitic, <laughs> Ivan Rakitic is the coolest is the coolest football I've ever seen under pressure. Um, that was in the Champions League game at, at, at Wembley. People are getting right up his backside, and he doesn't really care. He just looks after the ball so well. Um, okay, thirty-two years of age, but actually. I think if we could get a year out of him, I know we've said previously with, with older players about that, but I mean, he's won so much in the game, so much experience, big game player. Um, I think it's just an age thing as potentially as to why Barcelona are letting him go. Um, and as for Arta, I mean, I never thought I'd see a midfielder that knits things together in the way that Xavi used to, but, Having seen Arta play at Wembley, he was probably one of the closest that I've seen in terms of, in terms of that. I think he's a fantastic central midfield player, really, really underrated. Um, and yeah, I would love to see him in a Tottenham team. Um, the only thing is, I think he's fairly similar to Winks in the sense that Winks nips things together for us. Um, but yeah, I mean, if both of those two rocked up, I don't think anybody, anybody. Um, would be complaining if they are. They need to go and get their head checked out, like ASAP, because those two, as I said, are are two world class central midfield players, um, and I'd take them. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I I, I fully agree. Um, I think with Rakitic, I think that one is slightly more likely. I think Barcelona would be more willing to let him go because of his age, um, but I don't think that. Obviously, age is a problem with a lot of players, but I think with him, I don't, I wouldn't say it is because, yeah, you might only get one or two seasons out of him, but for their one, two 
seasons, he's still going to be one of the best because he is still world class and he has won everything pretty much. Um, so that's something what we need in a team, a born natural winner. I think he would help players within the team as well. I think Arthur, obviously fantastic, fantastic player. I, I, I can't see that one happening. I'd absolutely love it. Um, to not get me wrong one bit, um, I'm not one of those who need to go and get my head checked for, for this one. Um, <laughs> I, I, that, they, that is a big cop for me, both of these, but I wouldn't say it's the most realistic, um, I have to be honest. I think maybe potentially Rakitic, but both of them, absolutely no chance. If both of them rock up, um, I, I'm going to be asking people to wake me up, um, to be honest, because that, that's definitely a dream. Um, that, that's, that's to be perfectly honest with you. Um, yeah, that's my thoughts. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Um... Yeah, if I, I'm actually ho- half hoping that they both turn up now, just so someone has to wake you up. Um, <laughs> so yeah, as I think we've both agreed, cops for for Rakitic and, and Artemelo. Um, the next player on our list or on the list is a centre half. Um, to be honest, I don't particularly see this one happening, just given the club that he plays for and the fact they absolutely hate us. I still don't know why his club hate us, um, but they do, um, and that is Issa Diop from West Ham um, what are you thinking what are your um, thoughts yeah I think he's he's an alright centre back I think like I think he looks probably better than what he is because of the team what he plays in um, obviously as we both know an absolutely awful team who he plays for at the minute um, <laughs> You know, I think I, 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 I'm not just saying that just to be just to be horrible or anything. I, let's face it, it, isn't exactly the best team, is it? That he plays for. You know, the, the the place in the table sort of says that without me saying it. Um, so I think, and let's face it, the people he plays with at the back. But the only people who I see rave about West Ham's defence because I've seen people say your stuff about Og Bonner as well. Oh, they're there. Them two centre-backs are really good, are West Ham fans. So, obviously, that means they are deluded. Um, so, I think... No, I, I, I'd probably say drop, just because, one, it's not going to happen, um, unless if they get relegated, um, which is a possibility and what something what we all hope for. Um, but I think... Uh, they they won't sell to us either. Let's 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 be honest with, with ourselves here. They're not exactly going to go. Oh yeah, Tottenham are putting this off. Let's sell to them. Um, and plus, yeah, it's not it's not one that excites me either. I have to be honest. He's all right. I I probably prefer Zuma over Diop, but I I would prefer Zuma over Diop. <laughs> let's be perfectly honest with you. Um, but but yeah, what's what's your thoughts? <laughs> It's, again, it's not going to happen, is it? They they hate us. <laughs> they ain't going to sell to us. It's as simple as that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't. I mean, he's come in, and lots of people have been ranting and raving about him. And I'm almost yet to see what they're wow. ranting and raving about because ever since he's come in, West Ham have been near the bottom of the table or mid-table. Like, is, 
I know it's, it's not. I know it's not. Right. I know it's not like just down to one particular player, um, and and whatnot. But then, you know, Dimitri Payet was unreal at West Ham. Um, we have yeah. to we have to be uh, we have to be um, fair on that one. He was absolutely fantastic. But yeah, like it's a deal. I'm yet to sort of see the hype. Um, so yeah, I think it's just because West Ham slightly carious position wants to sort of stay in the Premier League. We need a centre back. Yeah, slow One news day minute. slow news day in the office, I think that particular day. Um yeah. So yeah, it's a drop for me because yeah, it's not gonna happen. West Ham hate us. We hate them just because they hate us. They're like the annoying little brother um <laughs> that, that tries to get a bit mouthy every now and then. Um that's yeah. usually after they've yeah. beaten us once or something and then we sort of put them in their place a little bit. Um <laughs> So yeah, no, it's again, it's not going to happen. So we'll uh, we'll skim over that one definitely. Um, next on the list, staying in the Premier League, um, and this particular player has done unbelievably well since coming to England. Um, his fans, seeing that he's the best in the world, um, and that he comes from Mexico. <laughs> that is, of go. course, Raúl Jiménez from Wolverhampton Wanderers. Yeah, um, well, this is the one who I was pretty much suggesting about who could potentially play two up top. He is a very good striker. Um, he can't beat around the bush. Like, very, very good striker. Um, he's 29 now, I believe, isn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, and, and for me, that doesn't bother me too much because he's still got three years in him at least, I think. Um yeah, someone who I'm a fan of, a big, big fan of. He gets goals um, in many different ways. And yeah, I think that would be a fantastic signing. Um, so yeah, cop, cop all day for me, that one. Um, <laughs> I can just imagine, I know a couple of Wolves fans and I can just imagine <laughs> um, the, the abuse, the stick that they're going to get. Uh, just from me, if um, if we sign Raúl Jiménez, um, do I see it happening? Not a chance. Not in a month for Sundays. Do I see it happening? <laughs> um, we have been linked with his teammate Ruben Neves. Again, do yeah. not see that happening in a month for Sundays. Um, but yeah, nice dream while it lasted. I suppose definitely falls into that category. <laughs> um, been fantastic for Wolves. Um, was brilliant against us at the stadium earlier on in the season. <laughs> Um, causes problems. Um, very unselfish centre forward as well, I believe. Um, does a lot of dirty work to allow Jota especially to to flourish. And I know Jota does a little bit of the dirty work as well to allow Jimenez to to flourish. So they them two do work quite well in in tandem with each other. Um, but yeah, that's uh, it's not going to happen, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, let's skim over that one as as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Joe, next on our list is a goalkeeper that has played in England, um, not in the top tier. Um, was Roberto Di Matteo's or one of Roberto Di Matteo's first signings when he went in at Aston Villa. Um, since he's left Villa um, and has moved to Italy, back to Italy. Um, He's played in Champions League and, and in Europe um, and has done very, very well in this particular side who have done very, very well in the Champions League this season. That is Pierluigi Galina. 
Um, I know you don't know too much about him, um, but I guess for me, it's a definite drop um, because I don't think he's better than what we've got at yeah. the club at the minute. Um, I don't think he's not in that top bracket of of goalkeepers or even the second one down. Um, yeah, his time in England wasn't great. I think when Bruce went in at Villa, he was one of the first out the door. Bruce didn't really give him a chance, uh, which you could argue is a bit slightly unfair. Um, but yeah, I think Galena um, was an okay goalkeeper. Um, but yeah, I think there's other, if you're going to Atalanta, you're not getting their goalkeeper, you're getting other players first. Um, yeah. So, yeah, for me, Galena's, Galena's definitely a, a drop. Um, and like I say, I don't, I would rather us pursue um, other avenues, perhaps like a, an Andre Onana um, for the, for the goalkeeper, oh, no, no. Uh, <laughs> for the goalkeeper position. Cause I actually believe we do need a new a new number one. Um, I think yeah. I think Larice is uh, is on the way down now and has been for a few years. Um, but yeah, no, Galini's definitely uh, definitely a drop for me. Yeah, um, as you as you have said, I don't know much about this guy, which I think speaks volumes in itself. To be honest, like because obviously I, I used to be a keeper, believe it or not. Um, That's what you tell all the girls, and I don't know. It. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> but um, nah, like for me, it is a drop. I don't know anything about him. Um, and if he's, and as you've said, if he's been at Villa and in the second tier, and yet they've still got rid of him, that speaks volumes. If he's not even good enough for the championship, how is he going to be good enough for a team fighting in the Champions League and for them positions? behave like, that's not going to happen like drop move on who's next <laughs> um good question so we're staying in italy um a defender who is very much in the twilight of his career um oh, yeah. but was part of a formidable back line um in his time in spain um it's diego guadin of inter milan um talk yeah to talk to me on this one I think obviously he absolute brilliant, brilliant defender. Um, one of it was the, pretty much the key in that defence. I think at Atletico Madrid, um, natural leader, um, something what we need. But he's thirty three now, I think, isn't he? Or maybe yeah, even. yeah, maybe slightly older, but thirty three. I would, I would say. Like, I just think. That, that, that is a big problem, I think, with that, I think. Um, and he hasn't got the Premier League experience. And I think at that age, I think, to come over here, as, as we know, with signing centre-backs from like, La Liga or Serie A, it, it is a different, completely different tempo, as we've seen players come over before, like, like Fazio, who have struggled with the tempo of it. I think a player coming over from at, at that age I think he would struggle with a little bit with the tempo don't get me wrong I'm, he is an absolute brilliant brilliant defender um, and I think a few years ago it would be a massive massive cop however I probably am on the bench now with it I could never say drop for him just because 
he is a brilliant defender. Um, and if he does come over here and can deal with that tempo, he would be a fantastic signing. But I'm not sure if he could at his age. I think it would be a cheap signing as well. I don't think we'd have to pay that much. So that's another reason why it's not a massive drop. Like I think it, it's a gamble what could be worth it. Um, but I think we have got centre-backs who who then would miss out on on uh, some football as well. What What's what's your thoughts? Oh. oh okay. So I'll say that. It's, just... it's, it's Diego Guadin. Like, it's a no-brainer. The guy's experienced enough. Um, one league titles, um, top, top draw centre-back. Even at his age, he would still be our best centre-back at the football club. Um, his, I know you mentioned there about adjusting to the pace of the Premier League and whatnot. I actually think his experience will get him through. And I think his reading of the game will get him through games. Um, yeah, I just... It's just a no-brainer for me. Get if you, Players like Diego Guardin do not come about very often. So when they do, you have to go and get them. Um, so yeah, for me, it's a definite cop. Um, yeah. I think it, his experience that he will bring will rub off on younger players, um, the likes of Tanganga and Foyth and even Sanchez. Um, I just think the way he conducts himself as well will go a long way. Um, speaking um, similar language to Foyth and Sanchez will help um, as well. I think off the pitch, um, on the pitch, he's a leader, organizer. Um, something we have lacked massively uh, this season because we have not had it and we've leaked so many goals, so many cheap goals as well. And I just think, yeah, a player like Diego Guadin does not come up along very often. And when he does, you you go and get him. Um, so, yeah. yeah, it's a it's a cop all, all day for me. Yeah, that's the thing. I, don't get me wrong, I'd, I'd be really happy if we did sign him. There is just a few question marks, I think. I think, I think that's fair to say, just because of, He's, it does go down to his age a little bit. He is, um, yeah, obviously of that higher age. But he, as I've said, he is a, he is a world-class defender. And I'd never um, say anything bad against him, to be honest. So, yeah. Nice one. Um, this next player... Um... Yeah, he's he's been in the he's been in the spotlight a little bit. It's fair to say in his career. Um, come through at his boyhood club, um, taken on the mantle of being that star man, very very well this season. You would have to say, um, and even last season, um, and helping his side get get promoted. Um, a lot of talk that he should be playing for for England, um, and that's Jack Grealish. Yes, yeah, this is a hard one, I think, because yeah, he is he is talented. To not get me wrong, um, but we've got better. We've got Feli Alex. So, <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Like, it's almost like saying, "Well, I don't know." I just it it's all right, like, but he like as we've said, or well, as I. I've said, you've just said, oh no, we find a way to get him in the team. But um, now with Jack Grealish, he wouldn't get in that team. Like, he would not get in that starting team. Before you go and say, I'll oh, put him out on one of the wings, you know, like, you, you would have 
like for me, um, I'd much rather have that Delhi Son Bergwine, like rather than Grealish playing off one of the wings. Don't get me wrong, Grealish is a good player. Um, I think he's a squad sort of player for England, like one of those. Like if if he gets selected above Delhi Ali, I'll be absolutely baffled and protest galore. Um, like I just think he's he's the best. He's the best player at Villa, and there's only a few players at Villa who I think can probably go and play at a high level. Him and um, McGinn. But I, I, he scores one for goals, he gets assists. But for me, I just know, I think, because you'd have to pay a fair bit as well. And we've got better in, in Delhi Alley. So here we go. I know what you're going to come and say. You're going to go, oh no, get him, play him out on one of the wings. Um, um, inverted winger. <laughs> well, we you go. say that we've tried to sign Jack Greenlit, like we've, we'd have to pay a fair bit. I think, you know, we did try and sign him previously with an unreal offer of three million plus Josh Onoma, um, which I can't believe Villa didn't take at the time. Um, it's a tough one. Because Grealish is a is a quality footballer. There's no getting away from it. I think. Um, yeah, he is. But where where I think if you sign Jack Grealish, you have to build the team around Jack Grealish. I don't think we're in that moment or in that vicinity where we can do that um, because there's other top quality players that we would perhaps rather build our team around. Um, I don't think he's better than Deli Ali, um, but then. Delhi's Delhi's our guy, so you know sticking up Absolutely. for him a bit. Um, I but I like Greel. I mean, Greel has got all the ability in the world. Don't get me wrong. Do I think he could be there for England? I just think there's too many players ahead of him in the pecking order at the minute. Um, I think that will be a similar situation at Spurs. Um, if I look at the two games that he's played against us this season, the first one he was okay. I actually thought McGinn was probably Villa's best player on that day because um, I think he was absolutely everywhere. Um, and then the game at Villa Park, um, Grealish is very, very clever in the sense that he draws a lot of fouls um, and a lot of tactical fouls for his team, which would be a massive asset and a massive bonus. But at the same time, he does spend a lot of time on his backside and on the floor, um, which, <laughs> which doesn't help. Um, and... I think because he is that main man at Villa and everything goes through him, he enjoys that. Um, whereas if he comes to Tottenham, he's probably going to be one of, one of you know, we've got Lamella, we've got Delhi, we've got La Celso, you know, we've got players there already. So I don't think that's a position that we necessarily need. And I, I mean, it's great to have options, don't get me wrong. Um, I think he's got good flexibility. Um, to play off a wing or in the middle and everything else. Good ball carrying midfielder. Um, but I just don't think he's what we need. So he's going to go in the drop um, for yeah. me. Um, but it's not like a drop, no chance. Nah, not having him. It's a drop because there's others um, that who, who we've already got. Um, but yeah, no, that's, a, that's always going to be an interesting one. And personally, if, Villa go down he may end up at United in my opinion um, yeah, but I can he's, see that. he's a Villa he's a Villa man so I don't know if he'll want to be like a one club one club man or, or whatnot. but I know he's, 
you know, having seen interviews with him, he's very, um, you know, he's very passionate about playing for Villa and whatnot, but he does want to play at that next level. So, um, and play higher up and, and play in Europe. I think he's good enough to play in Europe. Um, Champions League level, I don't know because he's not played in it. So exposing to it, he might he might flourish, but I don't think it will be in a Tottenham shirt. I'm afraid, so it's a drop, uh, Jack Grealish. Yeah. Um. I, I yeah, I think I agree. So Joe, our, our next player um, has been linked with Tottenham a couple of times. Um, French player, midfield player, um, ball winning midfielder. Um, and that is Jeffrey Condogbia at Valencia. Um, what? What are you are you happy with this particular one? Should it come off? Are you on the fence, or are you kind of wishing that we don't get him? I think I think this is the one one of the ones where it's like um, obviously I would as as you know I want a ball winning midfielder as I've expressed before. Um, I can't see this one happening really. I just think it's one of those what get thrown around each transfer window. Oh, this player just, yeah, he's always linked to this team. Just keep him linked there. I can't see a sign in that one. I would prefer Hoiberg. Um, he, he's on the bench for me, Kondogbia. I don't think there's much more I can really say on it. Yeah, he's a very good player. Um, but I think there's other people who I'd prefer. Um, as well, obviously, I know I can tell straight away that you're just going to go with a cop, and um, I can just tell from the way you're looking. Um, so, but yeah, for me, he's on the bench. I have to, have to be honest with you. Um, can dog be a for me on the bench, but leaning towards more of a cop? I think he's better than Hoiberg. Um, I think he offers more in terms of a ball winning midfielder. I think he offers more in that sense than Hoiberg does. Um, he can get about the pitch very well um, and, and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't be too disappointed if he turned up, although I do think there are probably other players that I would prefer to see a sign as a ball-winning midfielder, one of those being Dennis Zakaria, Zakaria however you pronounce it. Um, I'd go and get him. I would go and pick him up. I'd play for his <laughs> flight, flight ticket. I would do a lot, but he's one that we is a must-get, I think. Um, Thomas Partey from Atletico um, is another one um, who I wouldn't mind assigning either um, and, and whatnot. I think those two are probably ahead of Kondogbia for me. Um, but yeah, I think we could do a lot worse than Kondogbia. I think we'd probably need around the £28 million mark. I know that figure is very specific, but £28 million, I think, for me, would, uh, <laughs> would should do it. Because um, I think he's been fairly kind of in and out of the Valencia team. Um, you know, there's likes of um, there's just other midfield players I think that are ahead of him. Um, but I think it could be a shrewd bit of business if we were if we were to get him. Um, although having said that, with the ball-winning midfielder conundrum, um, had we got Wilma Barrios from Colombia after the World Cup, I think our problems would have been probably been solved because um, he's the player that everybody thought that Eric Dyer was at the time. Um, I think Kondogbia is the player that you think Hoiberg is um, as well. So, yeah, Kondogbia, it's an on-the-bench, but leaning to, more towards the uh, the cop um, the cop side. Um, Joe, last player on our list. We've done well here. We've done well. Um, goalkeeper. <laughs> 
um, familiar ties with um, people at the club. Um, been heavily linked. Strong rumours actually since the the guys from Lille um, come over to Spurs. And, and on the subject of Lille, it is their number one goalkeeper, Mike Magan. Um, I hope I pronounced that right as well. I'm a bit I'm a bit uh, a bit unsure on the pronunciation of that one. Um, but yeah, this so this guy's been heavily linked, Mike. Um, so yeah, I don't. I'm going to be honest. I don't know too much about him. He keeps getting linked with us. Um, so hopefully, you're going to shed some light on the uh, on him for us. Well, I don't know loads about him. Um, I don't go out my way to watch the French league. It's, it is a bit of a, a farm's league. Um, but I think I, I think I think it would be a good signing, just because um, I can't. What was because obviously the goalkeeping coach what we brought in. I've forgotten his name, which is a bit bad. Can you? What's what's his name again? Santos, I believe. I want to say Victor Santos. Yeah, that's it. That's but... it. Something like that. Well, anyway, our goalkeeping coach has obviously come in from Lille um, and he's a big fan of him. He has helped, uh, obviously, I don't know how to say, I'm just going to call him Mike, so I don't um, <laughs> big Mike. pronunciation. So, big Mike, um, I think he got um, in the team of the season, I think, I, I, I believe, on uh, the first year where he worked under Santos. So I think obviously Santos knows how to get the best out of Big Mike. Um, and I think it could be a, it could be a good signing. Um, I think we, as you said, I think we need a goalkeeper who can at least compete that bit more with um, Lloris. Obviously I do love Gaza um, for, for certain reasons. Like I just love his passion and he's just he just takes no nonsense. Um, but I think he, and I'm not gonna lie, at first I was thinking, oh yeah, he can compete with Hugo here, but then he decided that um, you know, to do karate in a in a Tottenham Chelsea game on Marcus Alonso. Normally I'd absolutely love that, but not in a box. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think we need a goalkeeper who can compete with Hugo that bit more and potentially displace him. Because um, you never know, if we get a goalkeeper in who can compete with Hugo that bit more, we might see him rise again a bit. Because uh, he, has, he has fallen away a little bit. I have, you know, I agree with you on that. Um, but yeah, I, for me, it probably is a cop. Not a massive cop, but yeah, a cop. Yeah, I think the advantage of Big Mike is his age, um, 24, I believe. So, you know, goalkeepers, that's fairly young. You've probably got a good 10 years yeah. in him um, at, at the very least. Um, it sounds a bit like an underwhelming sign-in uh, for me. Um, like I said earlier with Galenic, I would rather us look at other options, um, explore other avenues. I think Anand is probably one for me that if it's a yeah. goalkeeper, I think we need, I personally think we need a number one goalkeeper. I don't think we need a backup goalkeeper. I think we need a first choice goalkeeper. Um, I think Gazaniga will always be a backup goalkeeper. Um, as good as he has been uh, when he's when he's come in and played for us. And, you know, I think barring that, you know, Kung Fu kick against Chelsea um, <laughs> hasn't really put a foot wrong. Um, 
Oh, but, I agree with you on that, yeah. But yeah, I just think he's a backup goalkeeper. I know we've got like Alfie Whiteman and Brandon Austin, who are still fairly young, so they could be third-choice goalkeepers because um, Vaughan is probably going to leave after the season's done. Um, so, yeah, for me, I think we need a first-choice goalkeeper. I think Larice has been on the way down for a, a good three years now. Um, and I think evidence that Hugo's on his way down was City at home um, in our full season at Wembley. Um he was at fault for all three goals um, against against them. I think had his starting position been higher uh, for the first goal, um, he could have dealt with that a little bit better instead of staying at home. Um, and the second one um, takes out Sterling when he's got no need to, because um, Sterling's not really going anywhere. Um, and then Gundogan scores, actually scores a penalty against him. Um, and then <laughs> the third goal in that game literally pushes it out to the feet of, Raheem Sterling who puts it in the top corner um, so for anybody that was at that game will know those those three goals um, so yeah I think for me Hugo is one that needs replacing um, do I think he'll be replaced probably not though that is the thing um, so yeah, yeah, I think yeah Mike for me is on the bench um, because like I said I'd much rather as pursue other avenues if it's Anana. Uh, the goalkeeper at Lazio, if it's Alex Merritt at Napoli, um, I just think there's potentially better goalkeepers out there than than him. Yeah, I think I, I agree with you on that. I think probably bench, um, may, maybe a bit more towards Cop for me than, than than yourself, just because of his connections with the coaches who we have brought in, and I think they are big fans of him. And if they are big fans of him, um, it must be for a reason. So, so yeah, that, that's my personal feeling on uh, on that. No, excellent. Um, right, guys, that is it for us um, for today. Uh, big thank you for listening, watching, um, and whatnot. Hopefully, you can join in in the comments section below on um, on our thoughts on the on the cops, the drops, the on the benches. Um, let us know what you think. Uh, make sure you give a like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. Um, we're also on Spotify, so give us a follow on there as well. And take care. We'll see you soon. And as always, up the Spurs. Up the Spurs. <laughs>